I mean, I have no money. I've never run a nonprofit, never been involved with a nonprofit. And, you know, 13 years later, again, by the grace of God, um, you know, we got the largest education military foundation in the world um, and have amazing partners and are doing incredible work. You know, American Dunes, who's in the in their right mind is going to call up Jack Nicholas and go sit down and say, hey, Mr. Nicholas, I've got an idea, right, called American Dunes. And he he just smiled. He was like, and his words were, I love your crazy idea. Um, but, you know, take that to distill it down to advice is, man, don't plan your life away. Um, this is a wickedly short journey. And the thing that you and I have in common and the world has in common is we'll hang up our podcast here and, you know, seven or eight minutes and we're going to wake up 10 years later and be like, where in the heck did the time go? Are you ready to decide it's your turn to live your most purposeful, profitable, passionate life? I'm Christina LeCure, former professional golfer turned confidence and success coach. I truly believe every one of us was put here for a God-given purpose, and it is our responsibility to live that fully. For well over a decade now, I've been turning my life as well as countless others around from feeling unworthy, incompetent, and without a purpose to living a life I cannot wait to wake up for, even on days when shit hits the fan. And it all started with a decision. Yeah, you heard that right. I said God and shit in the same sentence. So clearly this won't be your typical podcast, but what I can assure you is that each week myself and my guests are going to enlighten you fire you up and having you walk away with stories and strategies to not only boost your confidence, but give you hope that at any moment in time, you have the power to decide it's your turn. Hey, y'all, welcome back to the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. Today, I'm very grateful to have my guest, Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney. He's an Air Force fighter pilot. He's a heck of a good golfer. He's a member of the PGA Tour of America. He is the founder of the Folds of Honor Foundation, which provides scholarships for families of fallen military members. And he is the author of the new book, Fly Into the Wind, How to Harness Faith and Fearlessness on Your Ascent to Greatness. You guys, I am very nervous for this one. I have utmost respect for Lieutenant Colonel Dan, and I'm unbelievably grateful that he is sharing his message here today. I know that you guys will enjoy it. Y'all, I am unbelievably excited and nervous. This is probably the most nervous I've been for an interview so far in recording this podcast because I have the most utmost respect for this man. I met him a few years ago at a golf tournament that I was so graciously asked to do. And I ended up meeting this man, Mr. Or I shouldn't even call you Mr. Now it was major before, but Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney. And I am so humbled that you said yes to be able to do this because your list of accolades is longer than most people's, you know, a grocery list, like what you have accomplished in this world. But one thing that I know to be true about you before you go ahead and introduce yourself is you made me feel so special. The day that I met you, you treat everyone exactly the same. And that is one of the reasons why I respect the heck out of you, sir. And so I'm super grateful. Like I said, I'm so nervous to have you. I haven't been nervous of interviewing anyone yet, but you are the founder of Folds of Honor and the uh, creator of American Dunes with Mr. Nicholas. You have written a book called Fly Into the Wind, which I have actually read a 
big percentage of so far. And it is absolutely phenomenal and is very much what I preach day in and day out. And you explain it so well. And I've had the honor of listening to you speak and you've done over a thousand motivational speeches. You are a two-time Ryder Cup motivational speaker. Like I said, the laundry list goes on and on. So I'm just super grateful for you being here today. So thank you. Hey, it's, uh, it's, I'm blessed to be with you in this uh, cold weather that, uh, that we're experiencing. And I'll tell you what, when I sit down with somebody and, you know, have a beer or a cup of coffee, I'm not really concerned about what you've achieved, but rather what you've overcome. And those are the things that impress me most uh, about uh, about individuals. So thanks for the nice introduction. Uh, but, you know, you never see what it, what's behind um, those bullet points that the world likes to put the bright light on. And uh, that's what I'm most proud of is that, you know, a resilient spirit, get in the fight every day, pretty much the same way, really early. And uh, I always say I'm, the, I'm generally the first one and the last one in the room. And uh, that's a, that is a good recipe for success in life. Well, that's actually super interesting because one of the first places I met you, was it Kenny's event, Ken Duke's event? Was that where I met you first or was it Faraday? Uh, it was Ken Duke's event. Yep. Yeah. Ken Duke's event about three years ago in Florida. And it's true. We were in the gym together and we were there with uh, uh, former President Obama where you you were in the room. <laughs> yeah, morning, right? yeah. It was like this awkward situation. We're just like, OK, all the things. But yeah. And then we I had coffee with you one day and you just were so kind to me. And I've you know, I went out and did a couple of your events over in California. It was such an honor. But, you know, you told me the story obviously about Folds of Honor. But for those who don't know, that's obviously your your big thing in this world, the biggest impact that I think that you've made so far, over $140 million donated to uh, family members who have lost their spouses or fathers, uh, in mothers or fathers in military and action. And you are a um, F-16 fighter pilot, you're a PGA Tour member, you are creating American Dunes golf course, you're sitting at the Patriot golf course in Oklahoma. And then, like you said, you have um, written that book. And I love the fact that you talked about when you were interviewing so many people you talked about, it's not what they've over, uh, accomplished, but what they've overcome. And that I watched a few of the episodes on Fox Nation. And that's really what you dove into with all of those celebrities. And I loved it so much. Yeah, I think that, I mean, I think that's the common ground, right, is human suffering and will be defined every day by what we do when it doesn't go our way, period. And that's going to happen multiple times every day. And when you can embrace, we call it embrace the suck in the Air Force fighter pilot world, um, but we can embrace that fact um, that you're going to fly into the wind. And that's, you know, the title of my new book. And the reason it is that is because every time... You know, we get in the most powerful jet in the world, one of them, the F-16. We take off into the wind because we need resistance to ascend. And our lives are, are no different. And so often in life, people meet resistance and they meet challenge and and they quit, right? And they're like, oh, man, why me? This is too hard. It'll never work. And the one DNA, I think, the, the thread of DNA that ties together greatness is the the people you admire in life they they have engineered a resilient spirit and uh, and they get it right it's it's not supposed to be easy um, you're not supposed to be happy all the time um, you're supposed to take the talents whatever they are um, the ultimate accountability I think we'll all face is you've been given time you've been given talent we're here today what did you do with that 
to have a positive impact on the world, the people around you, and becoming the best version of yourself and fighting tooth and nail every day. I would say it's the paradox of life. It's you against you at the end of the day, right? Um, you know, you're blessed. You've got a great husband. I got a great wife. I got five kids. I have a wonderful support structure around me. But at the end of the day, it's, it is you. You come into this world by yourself. You will leave this world by yourself. And um, you only know what's, uh, what's in your heart. And I think it's, you know, a challenge for every day. Um, I was just talking to my really good friend, Seth Waugh, the CEO of the PGA of America. Um, last week we had dinner. And it's like, man, I, I work every day to stoke the fire in my heart. Right. And it is not easy. And you know how that fire and you get up some days and it's just barely out. And you got to you got to poke it and the fire starts going again. And uh, it's this game that that you got to play. And it's uh, it's hard to stay at it every day, to stay motivated every day. Um, but that is, you know, my first prayer, very spiritual person. Uh, I pray about 30 minutes a day as part of my routine. But my first prayer, waking up every day, feet hitting the floor. Uh, bleary eye, don't want to get out of bed, um, is, man, just give me the energy and let me be an open vessel, ignore myself and let's go get it. And, um, and it's just like, I, I say it, I get God chills when I say it, right. It's just like, it, at some point, I think to, to really manifest the best version of yourself, you have to let yourself go. Um, and in this world that is so myopic and it's, you know, it's my Instagram, it's my brand, it's this, it's that. I told people the, the more you can get away from yourself, the happier you and are going to be and the more fulfilled you're going to be and the more open that you'll be to walking the walk that God wants you to walk. Mm, I love that so much. Yeah, that was one of the first things that I definitely noticed about you is that you always, you know, you even said I was, you said, I'm just a broken. It was, what is the line that you always use? I don't want to broken vessel. Yeah, man, broken guy, right? But look at the disciples not comparing myself to one, but I'm comparing myself to the, the ilk when Jesus picked these 12 dudes, man, they were just broken, average guys. And we can all do extraordinary things. And I think when you're broken, um, and you realize that you have the humility to go out there and, and do things. And we, you know, we look at our former president and, and, and whether you agree in his policies or not, I don't care. Um, but the thing that he did not do well is, I mean, it was just his ego, right? I mean, it was, he's just so arrogant and you have to be right. And that is such a huge, I talk about parasitic drag in my book, um, but the stuff that holds you down and does not allow you to be successful in life comes in all different forms. But, you know, great example, I would say I run the other guardrail of President Trump is I'll be the first guy to be like, hey, man, I'm hard broke. I'm trying to, you know, fight every day to be the best version of myself. Um, and I walk into the room assuming that I'm, I'm wrong. I'm the dumbest guy in the room. And uh, when you have a lens like that, I think that, uh, I don't know if that translates perfectly, but the humility, um, and especially for me, you know, I guess if I've got, you know, maybe one strength that's bringing people together. If you looked at a common thread on, you know, whatever my resume is, it's unifying people. And I think to bring people together and unify people for something bigger than ourselves, you have to come at it with a humble heart. Mm -hmm. And how you've brought people together. Like I'd love for people, if they don't know what folds of honor is, I would love for you to talk. And I think that's actually one of the ways that you've been able to do 
what you've been able to do with Fold of Honor so well in the fact that you bring amazing people together who want to support such a phenomenal cause, you know, over 29,000 scholarships, over $140 million. So tell people what exactly Folds of Honor is and how they can be a part of it. And I think that that's really, really important. And then we'll definitely dive into the book for a second too. Yeah. So I'll, I'll dive into the book to tell you the fold story. Okay, cool. Amazing. So the book, so in the book, there are 10 lines of effort. LOEs is what we call them as, as fighter pilots. Basically 10 things that I do every single day without fail, right? So I've, I've engineered a life of fulfillment, regardless if I get my butt kicked on that day, if I'm happy, if I'm sad, those are emotions, can't control them. But I will execute my game plan, I would say virtually without fail. I mean, 365 days a year. Um, and one of those lines of effort is called service before self. And uh, it's a military, it's a fighter pilot core value, um, service before self. But we, you, you cannot find fulfillment if you are not dedicating a percentage of your life to serve others. My life is unique. I get, I have this vocation, right? And I wake up every day and I was like, hey man, I'm so blessed because I get to combine who I am with what I do uh, on multiple fronts. But but for folds, and I'm not saying you have to go out and start a nonprofit and you have to give up your job and do all this and go be a do-gooder, um, but you have to have something on your calendar each and every day that you are serving someone else. And that, I mean, that could be your spouse. That can be your kids. That can be, you know, charity work. Um, but for me, service before self is just, it, it changed everything in my life in the absolute best possible way. Um, I, I would say there's this incredible irony that I unlocked and I try to share with everybody that when you reach out to help someone, you're actually the one being helped. Um, so if you want to get better, do something for somebody else. It is it is biblical and it works and it fills your soul up in a way that, you know, nothing will ever do in your bank account or the car you drive or the likes on your social media post, you know, whatever it is. So folds of honor for me, um, I call them moments of synchronicity or chance with a purpose, how God puts things in your path. And the story of, of folds is uh, is really the thing that lives in people's hearts and, and minds. And it's been retold over and over over the last 13 years. But I'd gotten back from my second tour of duty in Iraq. I'm on a commercial airline flight going from Chicago here to Grand Rapids, Michigan, um, to my other job as a PGA club pro. And um, it's one of these dark, crappy, delayed nights. I'd gone from Budweiser to coffee and uh, finally get on the flight. And as I walk through first class, I see a corporal in Dress Army Greens. Don't think much of it. Press on back to coach. About an hour and a half later, we land in Grand Rapids, Michigan. As the captain is pulling up to the gate, he announces that we're carrying the remains of Corporal Brock Buckland, who had been uh, killed in Iraq. And his identical twin brother, Corporal Brad Buckland, is in first class and has brought him home. And uh, Captain makes another request that everybody stay in their seats until Brock's remains are removed from the right cargo hold. And, you know, as a fighter pilot, I've done three combat tours in Iraq, and I've certainly seen horrible stuff that is with me for life, right? Um, but I'd never seen this side of war. And I watched his family on the darkest night of their lives, including his Brock's four-year-old son, as he's watching his dad's American flag draped coffin inch down the cargo ramp. And um, you just can't help but think, you know, what if that was me, right? And I've got five daughters and and the finality hit me in that moment like it never had over the skies of Iraq. And so the ceremony finished itself up and 
I stand up only to see that more than half the people had gotten off the plane, you know, despite the captain's request. And, you know, just I spiral into this just dark, angry, disappointed, like, really, this is what our country is. This is what I fight for. These people are going home to sleep under the blanket of freedom that Brock just gave his life for. And they can't sit on a plane for 30 minutes and uh, with reverence to honor his sacrifice. And uh, and I was in, in that moment. I felt God's hand on my shoulder um, and he called me on, on this crazy mission um, called Folds of Honor. And uh, we started above our garage uh, here in, uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma with nothing. I mean, no money, no platform, zero. And just me and my computer sitting there. And uh, I wrote down on a piece of paper our, our mission, which was honor the sacrifice, educate the legacy. Day one, we've never wavered, stayed so true um to that and uh to to your point you mentioned we got 29,000 recipients 140 million dollars out the door um really cool stat too we look at all the racial unrest in our country this year and this fight for equality um 41 percent of our recipients are minorities and uh I'm a firm believer. It's like, you know, we can all point fingers, we can burn things down, we can fight each other, but until you educate um, minorities in this country, there is no lasting bridge to equality. And uh, we're really proud that Folds of Honor is in that fight and is making a difference um, on that front. So uh, people are interested, foldsofhonor.org. Uh, they can go out there and join our squadron, as we say, and uh, make a donation to send a spouse or a child who's had a loved one killed or disabled to school. Um, it is an easy way to say thank you for our freedoms. And uh, you've been awesome supporter coming out to our golf events that we have a- across the country. And uh, it's, um, you know, a, a real blessing to, uh, to get to lead that mission, Folds of Honor. Mm, I love it so much. And I'm just super grateful. Anytime that I can be a part of it, I know that you guys have a big um, event at Patriot where you sit right now up in Tulsa and now uh, American Dunes, which is a grand opening May 2nd. Mr. Nicholas is a big part of that. The day, you know, I get your photo with Mr. Nicholas and get your photo with Mr. Rooney. I mean, my God, like what a day that I had over in uh, Palm that day. So tell us a little bit about that golf course. Yeah. So I'm, so my, I've said this, this will be the third time I've said this in our, in our time together, but combining what you do with who you are is, is that's, that's like the peak experience in life. And that is, you know, my personal job description, that, that is at the top of it. It's not a big list of things like is what I'm doing congruent with who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes a lot of courage to number one, introspection, intentional introspection to figure out what that is. Who are you? Uh, and then combining what you do with with who you are. And um, so the this American Dune story is just awesome, right? Um, and like most things, um, and I, I share this with people who are struggling. I've had, you know, great challenge in, in my life. American Dunes was born at a struggle. And this thing is from the ashes. So um, significance of the old Grand Haven Golf Club, which will be American Dunes starting May 2nd. It was my family's golf course for 20 years. Um, golf course is struggling. It's not going to make it, but it's where Folds of Honor started, right? So we had our first golf tournament there. I had 67 people show up, raised 8,500 bucks. And that is the sentimental, like big, and I'm a, I'm just a huge spiritual person like that. There's certain things that matter in life. And there's a lot of stuff we spend time on that doesn't. 
And so I went on this crusade to save it and reinvent it into something that had staying power. And so my Hail Mary pass was to Mr. Nicholas and uh, got uh, a meeting with him down at the Bears Club. And I explained to him that I wanted to build a golf course um, that was a cathedral to what matters most in the game. And that is our country, um, the game of golf, folds of honor and the Nicholas legacy. And I wanted to call it American Dunes. And uh, but I needed him to design it. And, uh, you know, he gave me a hard time. He was like, you know, I'm not doing a lot of design work. Um, my fee is three million bucks, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, but I would never say no to you. Those steamy blue, you know, eyes that Jack has. And he said, man, I'm in. I love this crazy idea. Let's go do it. And um, so over the last three years, we've been flying into the wind. And I put together um, my friends and he put together some of his friends. And uh, this place is going to be like a spaceship landing in in golf. Um, Unbelievable. Nothing's ever been done like it because it is a golf course built uh, around a cause. Right. And golf is like the fifth thing that is important on the list Um, as golfers. Yeah, man, this thing is wickedly rare air. It is going to take its place at the top of the echelon ranking wise. I mean, we've had people out to preview it because it was ready. It's been ready since last fall. We were not going to open it during COVID and all this crap going on. So waited to open it May 2nd and the golf is insane. It's in the sand dunes along Lake Michigan. It's got twice the relative elevation of Pine Valley. Um, it's just so special. And uh, Jack spent so much time he made nine nine site visits so he makes two for a nicholas signature design they <laughs> nine site visits and barbara would say you know the plans lived on our kitchen table um i mean this is his legacy and and work and um so yeah we're you know really excited to to open may 2nd i'll share just a couple unique things about it and we'll, we can change subjects here but the only way in and out of the property is through the folds of honor memorial and um so you'll drop your bag and it's it's walk in um no golf bags allowed in the memorial this kind of stuff but you because it's so reverent but you'll walk in and it's a it's a nine foot open air tunnel that flanks you on either side and you're actually walking in the boot prints of soldiers who've been killed in action and their stories and their family stories who are folds of honor recipients flank the walls as you go into this place and I always say when, you know, you walk into a church, no one has to tell you to lower your voice. Um, this, this place is just wildly powerful. Um, it's the only golf course in America that has an American flag in play. So we have a local rule. Um, it's a 85 foot American flag that took us um, about two weeks to actually erect and cement and everything else and had to go into this thing. And it's in between the 10th and 9th fairway, totally in play. Uh, And it was completely intentional. Um, We talked to the USGA and all this, and it was like, this is who we are, right? And it's the candle on the cake that sits in the middle of this thing. And uh, every night we will retreat the flag at uh at sunset plus 30 minutes so 30 minutes after sunset and we'll play the national anthem on the site and the bar is full um but that those are just these awesome traditions that uh 
that we'll have there. And every hole out there has one of Jack's majors. It honors a soldier who's been killed in action and there's families of folds of honor recipient and it has scripture on it. I mean, this place is a cathedral to golf and uh, I'm just so excited that we're almost there. Um, and as I looking back, the thing I'm most proud of is man, what we've overcome. I mean, from the ashes, this place has risen by God's grace and, you know, a lot of hard work. So um, very excited to, uh, to host you up there. Oh my God. Uh, I, I get chills. Just, love it. About it. just so everyone who's listening, if they, if themselves or their spouses, it's, it's a public golf course. Public golf course. Oh yeah. It is, it is for the people, by the people. Um, and everything we do is built to raise awareness and money for folds. So it, it all goes back um, to the foundation. So we've just been so blessed with, <laughs> You know, the partners um, from Jack to Anheuser-Busch to Titleist to Bushnell, the Toro. To, I mean, it's just on and on. All these people have come in and joined our coalition of awesome to build uh, to build American Dunes. And that website, too, people can check it out, AmericanDunesGolfClub.com. And or you can Google American Dunes. I mean, it is it is everywhere out there already. Amazing. Yeah, we'll definitely be sure to put that in the show notes. You know, obviously the name of this podcast is called Decide It's Your Turn. And I always believe that there's always a decision and then there's action. And one thing that you talk about quite a bit is going before you're ready and the action it takes to make a decision and then decide to to do something and and not always is everyone always ready to do something and i think that that's one thing even with this golf course i'm sure you were just like taking some massive action and like throwing you know throwing things to the wall and seeing what stuck and i think a lot of the things that you've done in your career are probably like that and like look at all you've done for this world yeah. So um, I'll tell you my go before you're ready story. So this is like massive epiphany with God in my life. So you go through your training as a fighter pilot and it's two and a half years long and only 4.8% of the people will successfully complete it. Government spends about $6 million per pilot to train us. So you start out, you got 45 people in a room. You can do the math on that. It's, you know, two and a half or three people are going to make it. And this is the the smartest, brightest most athletic dudes you've ever met, you know, by, again, by the grace of God, um, did I make it? But, uh, so when you get to the F 16, you get four rides with an instructor and your fifth ride is solo. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, and, or, or you wash out of the program if you're not ready to go solo. And so I'm sitting there and I'm strapped in this $45 million fighter jet that, you know, flies two and a half times the speed of sound, goes zero to 50,000 feet under a minute. And I'm literally, like, literally looking around and I know what like half the button and switches do. And they're like, you don't need to worry about that. You're not ready to kill anybody. You're just learning how to fly it um, right now. But I'm like, holy crap, I cannot believe I'm sitting here. And so you got to go. Right. So I go, I fly and you got to, you have an instructor pilot that's in an F-16 right next to you that flies in close formation. But at the end of the day, I mean, you, you're by yourself and you're in charge of your takeoffs and landings matching in a one-to-one ratio and anything that could go wrong in the, in the process with this machine. And so anyway, obviously we're here talking. So I successfully completed that flight and uh, I'll never forget though. I came back and uh, it's like July in, in Phoenix, and I pull into the chocks and I shut the F-16 down and I raise up the canopy and uh, it feels like I get hit with this like cold blast of air. And it's like 120 degrees out. Right. 
And that's when you realize like your body was in this total fight or flight mode this entire time, hyper-focused. And as this breeze hits me, I like get this wash over me and it, man, it is from God. And he was like, Hey, always have faith. If you go before you're ready, I am always with you. And it like completely changed my life. Um, and this relationship with this concept that I talk about in the book, go before you're ready is, um, man, it's, it's just my ethos. And it's like, I don't run away from it. I run toward it. And these moments and like the crazier, the moment, the faster I am running. And it is this, and it's, it's not about me. It's like this ultimate affirmation of your connection and trust in God. It was like, dude, this will never work. Hell yes. Let's kick the tires, light the fire. Let's go before we're ready. And the bigger and crazier and scarier the idea is, um, it's just, uh, it's just so empowering. And, it, and again, it's, it's a spiritual relationship with God first and foremost, and, but it's the ultimate demonstration. What, what I feel of, uh, as faith, right? It's like, man, you put this in my heart. There is no way this is going to work, but let's go. Um, and it is, you know, from that moment, but it's like everything that's like starting folds of honor, go before you're ready. I have no idea what I'm doing. I mean, I have no money. I've never run a nonprofit, never been involved with a nonprofit. And, you know, 13 years later, again, by the grace of God, um, you know, we got the largest education military foundation in the world um, and have amazing partners and are doing incredible work. You know, American Dunes, who's in the in their right mind is going to call up Jack Nicholas and go sit down and say, hey, Mr. Nicholas, I've got an idea, right, called American Dunes. And he he just smiled. He was like, and his words were, I love your crazy idea. Um, but, you know, take that to distill it down to advice is, man, don't plan your life away. Um, this is a wickedly short journey. And the thing that you and I have in common and the world has in common is we'll hang up our podcast here and, you know, seven or eight minutes and we're going to wake up 10 years later. And be like, where in the heck did the time go? Um, there is no speed break for life. It is going at a fever pitch. Um, so for God's sake, go before you're ready. Get out there. Have reckless faith. Chase every crazy dream. You will never regret it um, in, uh, in your life. Hmm. I love that so much. I just think it's it's truly amazing. I think when I – I probably don't do it to the um, – to the level in which you do, which this has definitely inspired me to go bigger. Um, but I do believe that. I mean, just you have to decide, you have to take massive action, and then you have to have that unwavering faith that, you know, you do your part, God will do his part. And I just truly do believe that because, you know, there's no reason why I should be doing a podcast with you. There's no reason why, you know, all of the things that you've accomplished you've been able to do so. It's just because you were willing to go before you're ready and have unwavering faith. And and then obviously all of the lines of effort that you do 365 days a year have got you where you are. And so I'm just, I'm super grateful that I know you. I'm super grateful to call you a friend and you saying yes to this and impacting so many people. I'm, I'm so blessed. I feel so honored. So thank you so much. I know that you have, um, 
so many more of these to do. I always ask my guests the last question is, was there ever a moment or a decision that you were afraid to make that once you did, it was the best decision ever? Or if you made the decision and it didn't act, come out the way that you expected, what lesson did you learn? Yeah, so uh, first part of that question, absolutely. So um, I almost didn't go be a fighter pilot. So I made it through all the all the training and uh, I look back at this, you know, 24 year old. And uh, the crazy thing was that the reason I almost didn't do it is because I was afraid to fail. And um, I had been successful up until that point. And, you know, I don't know, but I'm, you know, had gone off and, you know, played golf at the University of Kansas and played against Tiger Woods and knocked him off a couple of times and U.S. Angles and all this stuff. Um, it's a round of golf. It's not that big a deal. But um, but I was this this kind of, you know, golden hand kid out of Stillwater, Oklahoma and, you know, married the prettiest girl at the University of Kansas. And, you know, I, I created this, you know, no fail kind of personality and was terrified of, of failure. And that, you know, and that, and that drove me. And, and I almost didn't go because I was afraid and I had fast forward. I was like, what happens if I don't make it through this program? And I got to come back and say, I washed out. I mean, how devastating that would have been to my, you know, fragile 24 year old ego. And, uh, you know, I thank God that, you know, he, he, helped me push through that. Um, I was, you know, wildly almost, and nothing would have manifested itself in, in my life the way it has today. I'm not a fighter pilot. I'm not a golf pro. There's just, it's such a unique pulpit to preach from. And, uh, people, you know, respect that, uh, at some level and it's open doors for me. So that, uh, for sure would be the answer there. And, um, so the, the next answer, so I love this. So my priest taught me this term, Father John Slampack. He's he's passed away a few years ago. So he calls it O Felix Culpa, which is Latin for happy fault. Like how many times in your life um, did you want something to work out one way? It falls apart only to turn out better in another way. And, uh, I, I mean, I get like, Oh, Felix Culpa's like every day, every day and yeah. recognizing, you know, this divine spirit in, in your life and, uh, and understanding that, Hey, we can't control the outcomes. And I love, you know, back to another guy that's not with me anymore. Ross Randall, my old college golf coach, who's like the, the best golfers in the world try their ass off, but at the end of the day, they don't give it in. And translated, we can control the process. We cannot control the outcome. Let let go um, of that outcome. And American Dudes is a perfect example. If my desire was, hey, the Grand Haven Golf Club would continue to exist and it's this great little place and oh my gosh, I can't believe this is falling apart. Why God is this, is this happening? And oh, Felix Culpa, thank God it crashed and burned. And it was crashing and burning like two engines on fire. Oh my gosh. You know, I'm a guarantee on the loan. I'm going to lose my house. I mean, I've written this story so many times. And, but if I hadn't been so desperate, I never throw a hail Mary to Jack Nicholas mm -hmm. look what happens. So these Oh Felix Culpa moments, um, they're all around us and always understanding that, you know, God sees the big plan. We see the near rock in, uh, in front of us and, uh, and 
just uh, not getting so fired up when it's like, why is this not working the way I want it to work? Right. Um, and uh, so. <laughs> I love it. I love it so, so much. I am so unbelievably grateful that you took the time out of your busy schedule to do this. I know that so many people got so much for it and from it. And I cannot wait to get up to American Dune, sir. I think it's I love it. Congratulations. Uh, I loved it so much. And my so um, my final parting shot is yeah. people listening, get the book. Flying to the wind. You can get it anywhere. I mean, you Google it. It's Amazon. Oh, don't worry. We will put it everywhere. Walmart, Show notes, all the things. Uh, all that. And I'm not saying go get the book for myself at all. I'm saying go get the book for yourself. Um, the testimonials, whether it is from Shane Alexander, who's on the way to the International Space Station in April that hit me and said, this book changed my life. Um, to the, Can I tell you the one that hit me the, the biggest? Yeah. My, like everyone in my community knows, everyone who's ever listened to this podcast knows that my biggest like home run of an interview would be Danica Patrick. And I saw when your team said to me, Danica Patrick was like the number one. I was like, of course she is. I love it so, so much. There, every person of such high integrity who has achieved so much has has said that this book is amazing. And I I totally agree with you. Like everything that you say, I'm just like, yes, absolutely. You're saying it in a completely different way. And I I 100% believe that my community, every single person who listens to this podcast needs to read this book because it has all the, the lines of effort, as you call them, that create a truly magical life of impact. Yeah, amen to that. So um, thank you for supporting Foles. Thank you for having me on. Um, can't wait to see you at American Dunes. And uh, let's uh, just pray that God continues to watch over everybody. We're going to get on the other side of this COVID craziness and uh, get back into uh, back into the fight. Amen. Stay safe, sir. I appreciate you so, so much. Are you one of the many people each month that tell me they can't find a tribe of like-minded people who are ready to decide it's their turn? If so, I have the absolute solution for you. It's the Decide It's Your Turn Network, a tribe of like-minded, high-vibe humans who are ready to thrive in life and business. It's a community off social media in its own private app where I come in and teach twice a month live, taking your questions, connecting you with amazing humans from around the globe, all for less than $100 a month. The Decide It's Your Turn Network. You guys check out the show notes, find the link, christinalacure.com forward slash network. Thank you all so much for joining me on today's episode of the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. If today's episode resonated with you at all, please share it with a friend. Also, head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review and a comment. What is it that you want us to talk about that will help you realize that at any moment and any day, you too can decide it's your turn. I'm Christina LeCure. I'll see you next time.